to Colossians, Colossians 1, is what Paul has to say. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always give thanks, God, for the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because you have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up from you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. All over the world this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing so among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear brother's servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also has told us of your love of us in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asked God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glory, glorious might, that you might have great endurance and patience and joyful giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Amen. It's a great passage, isn't it? Uh, and I've just given you a hint already. Uh, what's Paul's heart? There it is on the screen. It's prayer, isn't it? And it's prayer for these people. If you read through that passage, in verse 3, he immediately says that we do not stop praying for you. Then in verse 9, it says that we continually pray for you. And then if you go to verse 24, he says he keeps praying for them. And if you go to the very end of Colossians in chapter 4, you'll hear that he continually prays and keep praying and he asks for prayer. You see, at the base, at the core of who Paul is and his concern for others is that he can pray for them and that they can pray for him. And I thought that's a great thing, isn't it? Even though we may be across the seas from our brothers and sisters at Black Sands, Mississippi, they're a long way from us and we are a long way from them, we can be praying for each other. It doesn't matter the distance. We can always be praying for each other. It's a great thing, isn't it? Prayer. It's a wonderful thing that we have. It's a gift of God to us that we can speak directly to him. That in prayer we communicate with the most powerful entity in the whole world and universe. That in prayer we access him. In prayer, we access all the blessings that we have in Jesus through prayer. And it's not so much that our prayers are the powerful things, but it is God who is powerful. 
Uh, often we hear the words, don't we, sometimes prayer is powerful. Well, it is only true if that prayer is to the one who has the power. Speaking to anyone you like or anything you like has no power at all. Because the power is not in you and I. The power is in our God Almighty. I read this quote just the other day and I thought it was a great quote. Uh, It's from a guy called Max Licardo. Uh, Some of you may have read some of his books. He says, Our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. You can always keep that in mind, don't we? Prayer is not just for our benefit, it's prayer is the way that God wants us to speak to him and by the way in which God works things out in this world. By his power, he uses our prayers to change things. It's a wonderful thing we have, isn't it? It's such a blessing. And we can be praying for each other, can't we? Uh, So what should we be praying for each other? What are the things that we can pray for each other? Well, I think... Paul gives us a hint of that. Uh, I read the other day about kids' prayers and what they ask for and uh, some of them can be very interesting, can't they? I don't know them off the top of my head so I'm going to have to read them for you. Uh, Here's a couple of children's prayers for you. Uh, I think they're great sometimes. Dear God, my brother is a rat. Could you give him a tail? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? We won't pray that for each other. Dear God, if you give me a genie lamp like Aladdin then I'll give you whatever you want except my money and my PS4. Dear God, I want to be like my daddy when I grow up but not with so much hair all over. It's a good prayer, isn't it? Dear God, I bet it's very hard for you to love everybody in the world. There are only four in my family and I find that very hard. Dear God, my brother told me about being born but it doesn't sound right, is it? Dear God, I didn't think orange went with purple until I saw the sunset you made on Tuesday night. That was cool. Dear God, I don't ever feel alone since I found out about you. They're great prayers in some ways, aren't they? And those last few are very touching, aren't they? Are there children's prayers? But what about our prayers? What can we be praying for each other? What can we be praying for? Well, I think the first thing Paul says is he's always thankful. If you look at uh, one Colossians, sorry, Colossians chapter one, verse three and four, there, you'll see that he is always thankful. I'm thankful to God for you. We can be thankful to God for each other, can't we? And Paul is thankful to God for three things specifically. For their faith, for their hope, and for their love. He's thankful for the people in Colossians for the way they express their faith. Their faith in Jesus. He's thankful for the way they express their hope in the God who knows everything. And he's thankful for the way that they express their love in a way that they show that to everybody. It's the fruit that they have of having a living, loving relationship 
with the Almighty God through Jesus Christ. That's a good thing to be thankful for in each other, isn't it? It's a good thing we can be thankful for our Vanuatu brothers and sisters. It's a good thing they can be thankful to us if we are that. If we are showing our faith, hope and love. And to know that, we need to be in communication with each other, don't we? We need to let each other know what's going on. We need to let each other know what's happening. So we'll be in communication with our Black Sands friends. Uh, They have email now too. So we'll be able to send messages and encourage one another with that. But you can be thankful for each other in that too, can't we? Thankful for the fruit of faith, hope and love that comes from knowing Jesus. What else? We can ask for things, can't we? What can we ask for? Well, sometimes I we often ask for health, which is not a bad thing. We ask for circumstances and situations around us. We ask for new jobs. We ask to pass exams. We ask to sell our house. We ask to find a parking space sometimes. Don't close your eyes while you're doing that one. But what does Paul ask for these people that he's speaking to? Well, let's have a look. Look at these. There's for this reason since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to get a new job, to have sell your house. No. We continually ask God to fill you with all the wisdom and knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. You see, guys, the best thing that we can pray for anyone at any time is that they know the knowledge of God in the gospel of Jesus and his will for our life, which is so that we live lives worthy of him. That's what God desires for all of us. We've been talking about that lots of church here. We've been talking about saturating our life and our community with Jesus. Saturating every aspect of our lives. That is what God's greatest desire for you and I is. To live lives worthy of Jesus. Now that may work out in your job, in your house, what car you buy, your health and all those other things may be part of that. But first and foremost is that we have lives that are lived worthy of Jesus. And that's what we pray for you. That the people at Black Sands will have lives that are worthy of Jesus. That will impact your community for Jesus. That people will come from all around Black Sands to hear and know Jesus. And be changed to be like Jesus. And you can pray for us that we live lives worthy of Jesus, that people around us in our community come and see Jesus and know Jesus because of the lives that we're living. You can pray that for us. And we're going to be praying that for each other. 
I think sometimes it's really worthwhile for us if we're thinking about praying for people, go to the Bible and look at what God's people prayed for and pray that for each other. And if you look at Paul's letters, he starts just about every letter with a prayer for the people that he is speaking to. And nine times out of ten, it'll be a prayer like this, that we live lives worthy of the gospel of Jesus. Now, uh, in Tasmania, my mum and dad used to own a shop. And in that shop, they uh, used to get promotional things. And they got a promotion for North Melbourne Football Club in the AFL because they love North Melbourne, the Roos. And they had this life-size cutout of one of the best players for North Melbourne called Wayne Carey. It was the same size, same width, same shape. And if you walked into that shop and you caught a glimpse, for a moment you'd take a step back and think, wow, it's Wayne Carey. Well, it was a good representation from that aspect. But it was pretty hopeless otherwise because it was cardboard. He didn't move, he didn't run, he didn't catch the ball, he didn't kick the ball, he didn't do anything of that. It was just cardboard, it was just on the face, it was just surface, he just looked like Wayne Carey. You and I are not just to be cardboard cutouts of Jesus. It's not just to be on the front not just to be for looks. We are to be full-blown representations of Jesus to our community in the way that we live, in the way that we speak, in the way that we love, in the way that we show faith, hope to those around us. And that's what we can pray for each other. That's what we can pray for you. That's what you can pray for us that we are full-blown representations of Jesus in every aspect of our lives. Not our shiny church faces or our shiny go-to-gospel-community faces, but in everything, when we're down the street, when we're at school, when we're in the surf, when we're playing bowls, when we're playing rugby, when we're doing anything, when we're at work, In every aspect, Paul asks us to pray for each other, to live lives that represent Jesus in every part of our lives. Why? Oh, there you go. That was nice, wasn't it? Why? What's the basis for it? Well, look at verse 13. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That is the basis of it all. Jesus has brought us and rescued us and brought us into his kingdom so that we are his children to live for him. We have redemption, we have forgiveness, we have life eternally because of Jesus. Because his death and resurrection gives us life forever. And no one else does that. No one else and nothing else can do that for us except Jesus. 
That's our base. Black Sands, Mississippi, our brothers and sisters, we can be praying, can't we? Praying for each other. Praying and being thankful for each other, for all the things that God is doing in us. We can be praying and asking for God to transform us into people that live lives worthy of God in every aspect of our lives. And we can do that because it's all about Jesus. He is the one that has provided for us and rescued us, taken us out of the dominion of darkness and brought us into his kingdom, his son, our redemption, our forgiveness, all because of Jesus. We can be praying that. Guys, we need to be praying that for our Vanuatu brothers and sisters. Our brothers and sisters in Vanuatu need to be praying that for us. And we need to be praying that for each other. Paul says continuously, contends for, strenuously. He prays desperately that this will be the case for everyone that he knew. May we, and may that be the case for us, we pray that desperately for everyone that we know as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks that we have been brought into your kingdom, that when we put our trust in Jesus, we are now yours. When we put our trust in Jesus, we've been rescued and we are now part of your family forever. We have forgiveness, we have redemption in him. And Lord, that transcends all nations, all people. For the people here in Australia, for the people in Vanuatu, Lord. It is the same for all of us. Everyone needs Jesus, Lord. We pray for our brothers and sisters at Black Sands, Mississippi, that they will continually live out lives of faith, hope and love. Lives worthy of the gospel of Jesus. And Lord, that many, many people will come to know and love Jesus because they are living that out daily in the people around them. And we pray the same for us, Lord. May we continuously, strenuously pray for our brothers and sisters. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.